Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey guys! It's us. It's Brittany and Sarah, and this is violating community guidelines. guidelines. Yes, and today we're going to be talking about cosplay. Yeah, you know her, you love her. She's wearing a wig. Mm-hmm. She's got her gonads tied up. <laughs> <laughs> She's tucked. You're in makeup. <laughs> well, um, this is a long-awaited one. People have been asking us to discuss cosplay, mm-hmm. and I, for one, am excited. Yeah. And because you fucking bitches <laughs> in the comments. You lovely supporters. You love it. And we do love you guys. But yeah. shut the fuck up. <laughs> we have some disclaimers. Okay. <laughs> um, because I, I want to reiterate once and for all, this podcast is coming from a place of we are internet users and we love the internet and we yeah. grew up on the internet. We are by no means experts. We're just having a little giggle. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, we do have more disclaimers. Yeah. Um, just like how, kind of how we did the furries and the bronies episode, we obviously don't want to make fun of this community. That is not the goal. That is not the intent. We want to, th- the goal of this episode is to kind of explain it to people who are not familiar, who have never seen it, who just would like to know more, yeah. know the history of it, that sort of thing, how it has uh, snowballed into what it is online. Like when you see a cosplayer on TikTok and you're like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. To kind of like get into the mind of of a cosplayer is kind of what we want to do. Yeah. I'm a little <laughs> cosplay adjacent. Yeah. Because I am a Disney adult. Mm-hmm. And Disney bounding is yes. a thing. Yeah. Um, do you know what Disney bounding is? I know because at Disney you're not supposed to dress up as the actual character because yeah. little children might come up to you and you're drunk. Because they uh, might give you health care benefits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they might think you work there. So what is Disney bounding? Like you can kind of dress up as the character? Disney char- bounding is, yeah, you can like have the essence of a character. Yeah. You can like have red hair and wear a purple shirt and green skirt. Yeah. And you're not technically Ariel. Mm-hmm. But you're Disney bounding. Okay, yeah. So people, oh my God, I'm on this side of TikTok as of a few days ago. Disney bounding TikTok. Yeah. Like, and it's always the fake, like, get ready with me yeah. to go to Disney. And I'm like, I love it here. Yeah. I'm like, you're 40 and I love you. Yeah. Um, someone was Disney bounding as Belle. Uh-huh. And put on this, like, really pretty yellow vintage dress and, like, mm-hmm. did her hair up and put on, like, these cute white converse with pearls on it. Like, it was so fucking cute. Like, it's cute, yeah. It's adults having fun. 
it's adults having fun and you bitches are just jealous yeah that's really what it is i finally th- my thoughts caught up to what you were talking about okay so <laughs> wait, wait just let me circle back to like that we're not experts but we are informal experts we're like when the pe teacher is the sub for like the history class <laughs> You know, like, we're, like, realistically, there is someone else who is the expert, but, yeah. like, we are filling in because we have a general knowledge yeah, of hey, it. Yeah, hey, we can do it, yeah. but I don't know if it's, like, you would pay for it. Yeah. But you, you're not paying for it. Yeah, it's public school. This is... This is, <laughs> this, you're, this Welcome to public school. And wear your PE teachers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and look at us. Neither of us should be PE teachers either. <laughs> yes. But, I mean, I feel like Disney bounding would be so much fun. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Me in long basketball shorts and a yes, too tight tank yes. top. All right, girls, hustle, hustle. You're making kids run suicides. <laughs> it's 8 a.m. Well, yeah. All right. Well, with that being said, um, this research is broad. It's incredibly broad. Mm-hmm. And it will be missing some things. So this is one of those episodes where if you have something to add, by all means, definitely comment it because we want to learn. Yeah. But this is by no means meant to be an all-encompassing episode on all of the nuances of cosplay and notable moments in history these are just it's an overview Mm -hmm. babe yeah so with that being said get started i'll let you take this because it has your favorite word in it Uh uh-huh cosplay is a portmanteau for costume play let me i'll circle back to this it's um so it's the act of donning a costume that represents a fictional character or an idea usually from well-known anime television shows movies video games or comic books a broader use of the term cosplay applies to any costume role-playing in venues apart from the stage i'm oh. cosplaying as bell yeah on right the now. stage <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but the thing is so drag queens are not considered cosplayers in any not sort of- unless they do cosplay yeah. there are some drag queens that do cosplay okay so it says apart from the stage. Um, I mean, I feel like that means theater. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Unless you're doing drag theater, <laughs> co- anime cosplay. Yes. <laughs> live on ice. Yes. <laughs> drag queens doing Naruto. The <laughs> first <ice>. season. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my God, that'd be so fucking long. I would go to that. Yeah. Yeah. So cosplay grew out of the practice of fan uh, costuming a sci- um, at science fiction conventions, beginning with Moro Joe's. Morojo's uh, futuristic costumes created for the first science world, first world science fiction convention held in New York City in 1939. So this is where I got confused. Uh, the Japanese term cosplay or costumer, uh, I know I'm so sorry, was coined in 1984. So is it a portmanteau or is it based off of this Japanese word? It's both. Okay. Okay. Because hold on, we can pop down a little bit. There's more of an explanation on the coining of the term okay um this is for all my language lovers out there listen to this the coinage of cosplay reflects a common japanese method of abbreviation in which the first two moras which are phonological units like phonetics yeah um, of a pair of words are used to form an independent compound so costume becomes kos please forgive us kosu and play becomes pure Yielding kosupure, which is cosplay. So it it is. It's both. Okay. Okay, cool. It's like how in a lot of languages that are like both Nordic and like, uh, like, so eight and, um, you know what? I'll circle back. (laughs) 
but you understand, you, someone understands where I'm going with this. I'll circle back. Okay, so cosplay, um, so a rapid growth in the number of people cosplaying as a hobby since the 1990s has made the phenomenon a significant aspect of popular culture in Japan, as well as other parts of East Asia and in the Western world. Cosplay events are common features of fan conventions, and today there are many dedicated conventions and competitions, as well as social networks, websites, and other forms of media centered on cosplay activities. Um, it's very popular among all genders, and it is not unusual to see crossplay. And crossplay is a type of cosplay in which the person dresses up as a character of a different gender. Yeah, like cross-dresser, yes. That's when I get on Instagram Live and pretend I'm Jack Sparrow. Yes, that's when I wear basketball shorts and a tank top outside to get the mail. <laughs> Wait, have you ever dressed up as Jack Sparrow? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I actually have dressed up as Adam Sandler. <laughs> <laughs> One time, Emmy made us. <laughs> this is so funny. Emmy forced all of us to come to her birthday party dressed as our own version of Adam Sandler. Mm -hmm. So we had to have a reference picture. Yeah. Um, buy the outfit. Thank you, Amazon Prime. Yeah. And show up to a crowded gay bar dressed uh -huh. as Adam Sandler. And I had come from an event earlier that day, so I was in full glam. Yeah. I had like. My Pamela Anderson hair, like lashes that weigh five pounds each. And then I was in basketball shorts that went down to my mid-calf. Yes. And then a baggy Superman t-shirt. You're obviously Adam Sandler in Grown Ups. Exactly. Yeah. I was Adam Sandler going to 7-Eleven. Yeah. And people came up and asked for pictures of me and I was so humiliated. But it's also like, <laughs> yes. that is the funniest fucking fan picture. Met Brittany Broski at Rocco's in WeHo. Yeah. She was dressed as Adam Sandler. Yes. Why? <laughs> I think um, cosplay gets like, people think it's like weird, but it's just like Halloween except like cooler. You it's know? Halloween, but all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and also, is it cosplay if you dress up as a person? They're not a character. I mean, Adam Sandler is a, a character sometimes, but is is that cosplay to dress up as him? I don't I don't know. That's a great question. Yeah. Like if I went in your closet and I wore like your muumuu, would I be cosplaying as you? You know what? I know there's an aspect of cosplay that is inherently DIY. Yeah. So you would have to sew your own muumuu. Mm -hmm. If you stole it out of my cold, dead hands, <laughs> yes. that would just be robbery. You walk in the living room, there's a pattern on the couch, just like completely cut out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that's the di the difference is a lot of the time cosplay is DIY like you made it. Yeah. And we'll get into this later, but there are like cosplay conventions like Comic Con and all that where you're actually judged on your ability to recreate that character's dress, yeah. you know, however they dress, um, down to a T. And you're judged on, like, sewing and, and presentation and even things like eye contact and whatever, like, when you're performing as yeah. that. So I think that it's a little deeper than just, like, I took visual inspiration from Adam Sandler yeah. <laughs> today. <laughs> yes. but, like, I'm channeling Kevin James yeah. today. Yes. <laughs> so... So cosplay grew up. Hold on, I have a question. About Kevin James? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you agree that Grown Ups 2 is one of the best movies ever made? Um, I've, Is that the one where they go to the lake house? That's Grown Ups 1. I've only seen Grown Ups 1. Yeah, Grown Ups 1 is the best. Grown Ups 2 is where they race those Hold cars. On, what do they... <laughs> What, wait, what is... Grown Ups 2 is uh, Faster and Furious or yeah. Reloaded. Grown Ups 2 is... I'm trying to see like the promo. Uh, What's the summary? What I loved about Grown Ups 1 is that the ugly daughter was just like, <laughs> we got mine at Stop and Shop. I just really, I thought that she Herbert. was so... 
<laughs> uh, Lenny Fetter, a.k.a. Adam Sandler, moves his family back to his hometown to be with friends, but he finds, what with old bullies, new bullies, party crashers, and more, that he hasn't left the crazy life behind in L.A. Yeah, that's it. It's They go back to his hometown because something else happens, and that's when they have that, like, basketball. Oh, yeah, it's going to say basketball, basketball game, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Steve Buscemi is in a <laughs> cast. Oh, no, he was in a cast in both movies. Yes. <laughs> I love some continuity. I love Steve Buscemi. I do, too. <laughs> so cosplay events are common features of fan conventions. Oh, wait, I didn't even ask you my question. What? <laughs> Sorry. Oh, wait, no, I already read that, too. <laughs> um, In high school or in middle school or wherever, have you ever had, like, a phase in your life where you've channeled a celebrity or a character that you were, like, really inspired by or you just, like, loved for some reason that you, like, took aspects of them into your dress? I, so, I think the difference between you and I is that I've never been, like, a fan girl mm. or, like, um... So I don't really, I mean, I kind of just dressed as like however all the popular kids tried to dress, you sure. know, like that layered tank tops and then like the belt and then like, yeah. oh my gosh, do you remember like when you weren't supposed to smile? Okay, this is like 2009 to 2011. You weren't supposed to smile in pictures. You were ki- you were supposed to look kind of worried. Like, yeah. Do you the, remember the that? The Acacia Brindley yeah. uh, effect. Yeah. I remember doing that to my face. I'm like, why am I doing that? You know, yeah. like your ba- like brow is like kind of furrowed and you're like confused sort of yeah but i've never um thought of like a really focused on a certain character have you yes (laughs) yes ad nauseum which Mm -hmm. is latin for to the point of nausea okay yeah don't ever (laughs) say that this podcast isn't fucking educational yeah right yeah a pe teacher would say that a pe teacher would teach you latin yeah it reminds me of mean girls like chlamydia k l a (laughs) (laughs) yeah Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. It is like almost <clears throat> when they do the biography of my life yeah. and some fucking... Amy Schumer type plays me when I'm dead and I roll over in my grave. Yeah. Um, You can bookmark it by who I was clearly inspired by at the time. Yeah. It goes back all the way to like Miley Cyrus stirring Hannah Montana. Like I thought I was her. Yeah. I got front bangs because of Miley Cyrus. Looked awful. What are back bangs? (laughs) (laughs) Side bangs. Well, I guess there are side bangs, but they just go all the way around my head. I understand. Just a bowl cut. Yes. 
Um, in high school, I was obviously, I'd, and we're back. We're back mm-hmm. with the indie Tumblr revival yes. of 2022. We're taking it all the way back to 2014. That was my inspiration in high school, but I couldn't fully dress that way. Um, in the late years of high school, I thought I was one of those like vintage girls. Yeah. And then I also had another phase of that. And then I had a country girl phase where I only wore like gingham yeah. and cowboy boots. And then I had my Harry Styles phase in 2019 where you I dressed, dressed like, like Harry Styles. I dressed like an old man yes. because that's what he dressed like. Oh, really? Do you remember that? I used to wear those wide leg pants oh, yeah. and a t-shirt and those little boots. Yeah, yeah. Every time I left the house, that was all I wore because that was what Harry wore. Oh. And so that ended quickly because yeah. I was like, oh, I look bad. Yeah. But so <laughs> many of us dress like him because he's such a, a fashion icon. Yeah. And it's, it's a gender. Yeah. You know, like it, it does not, it's pants and a t-shirt. So yeah. I really took inspiration from him. <clears throat> and now... I don't I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's cool to like go to these events and have all of that kind of come together of like everything that I love trying to find my own style now. I mean, I'm 25 and I still like have barely find, found my own style. Yeah. If any of y'all struggle with that too. Mm-hmm. And it's like I'm clearly inspired by a lot of British things, but also the cowgirl aesthetic. It's cool to, you know, and there's people I'm I've always been inspired by men. Yeah. More so than women. Yeah. Which is cool. Mm-hmm. I think because clothes don't have a gender and style doesn't have a gender. Yeah. Um, I love Orville Peck. I love his style. I love the nudie suits of like the 60s and 70s of like the rhinestone cowboy. But I'm a girl. Yeah. You know, it's I just love it all. And it's cool to look back and think, oh, that was my uh, Sherlock phase where I only wore peacoats to school. Yeah. <laughs> and it was 98 degrees. You had like a fucking, but no, I was going to say binoculars. You have a fucking magnifying glass. <laughs> I'm 14. Notepad. (laughs) They're like, please take the hat off in class. Um, But yeah, it's I've always, always let the things that I like and style inspire my style. Yeah. So, yeah, that's interesting that. But I, I mean, we were just on different sides of the internet. Yeah. Because we were still online at the same time. Yeah, I mean, like, I um, kind of just, like, followed, like, the trends of the time. I What's crazy is I have no, like, actual, like, I'm trying to build a style now, like, that's a little bit more, like, college shirts and, like, mm-hmm. but um, I haven't, like, had a style just because I've been in this phase with my body where, like, I don't want to perceive it. So I, mm-hmm. like, I, and the clothes that I did have when I, like, had more, like, trendier clothes, like, they were when I was thinner. And so now I just wear, like, baggy stuff and I'm also like I don't know if my parents were like very frugal growing up like mm-hmm. so like whenever I buy like new clothes I like feel bad sure so I'm just like I'm working through that and so like buying more clothes and developing a style so what I want to be is like more like frumpy mask you know yeah. but like femme in the face yeah you know what I mean yeah. I, I think that that's cool but also you divide your life by like eras of like people you're influenced by mm-hmm. I divide mine by like where I lived you know like sure so I, that's how I remember my life in chunks it's crazy like you I mean but I assume you probably do that too. I do too but yeah. it, it comes secondary to like what I loved at the time yeah because that comes in phases and it still does I mean things that I loved during the pandemic you know like I obviously still love but I'm not like as gung-ho on them anymore mm-hmm but yeah, it's it's yeah, like wiping your butt with like washcloths. What's up? <laughs> the pandemic, you know, I'm not really into that anymore. Cause the oh, you, wh- wiping to- with Chipotle napkins yeah. is what you mean. God, yeah, I was like, I do scrub my butt with a washcloth. <laughs> so you're not supposed to do that. I mean, cause yeah, you're like showering. Yeah, <laughs> yeah yes. I don't do that anymore. But uh, do you want to talk about the history of cosplay? Sure. All right. So fan costuming has been around for however long. I mean, you could even take this back to like the 
1500s, mm-hmm. you know, were fucking whatever. Like if you were a fan of a penny dreadful that went around, <laughs> you would dress up as that. But they're, we're mainly going to start talking about this from like 1910 which was kind of the first instance, and then into the 60s and 70s when we see people like dressing up as their favorite Star Trek character or, you know, things like that. A.D. Kondo's science fiction comic strip character, Mr. Skygak from Mars, who was a Martian ethnographer who comically misunderstood many earthly affairs. That's a great idea for a comic strip is arguably the first fictional character that people emulated by wearing costumes. In 1910, an unnamed woman, what a beautiful <laughs> name, uh, where was I, uh, won first prize at a masquerade ball in Tacoma, Washington, wearing a Skygat costume. So this was in the, oh, I'm not connected to the HDMI. I'll just visually describe it. It's basically, she's wearing like a frock and then uh, some form of weird head helmet that makes her look kind of Martian. Yeah, so she won an award for this. Rules governing costumes at conventions became established in response to specific costumes and costuming trends. A costume that instigated a rule change was an attendee at the 20th World Con, this is in 1962, whose blaster prop fired a jet of real flames, which led to fire being banned. Damn, it just takes one person. It does. To light the entire convention on fire to be like, hey guys. Yeah. But I imagine that is like a huge issue because there are so many characters with weapons Mm -hmm. that like, I wonder what is the quote unquote deadliest weapon you could probably realistically bring. Like probably not like a bow and arrow or like a spear. Spider-Man and his AR-15. Yes. Famously cannon. Cannon. Yeah. I wrote a note, but it completely doesn't relate to, like, anything that we've just talked about. I just, like, put it in there. But, like, I think my favorite thing that I see is, this is, like, a sidebar that I see at, like, conventions are, like, people who fix costumes where they're, like, walking around with, like, craft supplies. Oh. Yeah, so you can, like, go up to them. I also, there's this one guy who, like, walked around with a sign that said, like, free shrugs. And they were like, hey, can I get one? And he's like... He was so fucking good at it. I thought that was funny. Like, I feel like a millennial saying that. Like, everyone who cosplays is going to be like, that's such an old joke. But, yeah. like, he was just like, hmm. That's good. That's, yeah. That's really good. Um, so, yeah, that this has led to a lot of things are banned at Wait, conventions, which is up. truly unfortunate. Yeah, should we look up some rules? Banned weapons at cosplay conventions. Metal, barbed wire, swords, knives, throwing stars, you and claws. You can't bring swords to a convention? Yeah, I mean, you'd be too tempted to fight people. I mean, can you bring, like, foam swords? Um, I'd be beating the fuck out of people if I had a foam sword. <laughs> <laughs> it says baseball bats, wooden or metal, are prohibited to lightsabers, yeah. staffs, and canes are okay. Damn, so I wonder what, like, because that's immediately ruling out so many people. Harlequin, mm-hmm. fucking... Legend of Zelda. Yeah. Like, all of those have I assume identifiable weapons. They would have to be, like, plastic or, like, foam of some sort. Sure. Um, but it says realistic prop guns and costume swords must be tethered to the costume. So you can't, okay. like, pull it off your body. It has to be, like, stuck to you. Or you can just spin around really fast and just beat people that way. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Why, yes. My main goal going to a convention would be to beat the fuck out yes. of people. <laughs> Why is that where, where my mind's going? <laughs> Now I'm worried about you going to Disney. (laughs) (laughs) You dress up as Belle and beat the shit out of people. (laughs) With a a plastic rose (laughs) just beating the fuck out of people. Um, What was I going to say? Yeah? Yeah. 
Yeah, we can move on. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, did you ever use to beat your siblings with pool noodles? Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, no, we didn't really, like, play in the pool that often oh. together. Jake was the type of, um, you know, like, when boys, like, play, they get, like, immediately violent? Yes. Like, I'm the type of kid where, like, you would splash me and I'd, like, run out of the pool crying. Oh, okay. No, Jake's playing. You were that kid. I'm still that kid. Oh, my God. If I'm flirting with someone and they, like, I, I'll make fun of them. If they start to make fun of me, uh, just tears. Like, I'm like, Tom, please. work on that. I know. <laughs> but, like, I can't handle if people poke fun at me or poke me literally sure you know um were you the type of person yeah i I am i'll be wait oh yeah me and my brother used to beat the fuck (laughs) because he is that type we're like because my dad used to do that to us you know like come up and whatever just like beat you (laughs) (laughs) no just like thump us in the head or whatever just like really lightly you know just like a playful whatever but Jet would always take it a little too far. Yeah. Where, like, I would walk out of it with a big red handprint on my back because he had slapped me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it, it was always just us. We would just slap each other. Yeah. And I don't know what that... Why, as siblings, do we slap each other? Because it's, like, probably the only acceptable person you can regularly fight. Sure. You know, like, if you're fighting kids in school, <laughs> they're going to, like, pull you out. But a if, built-in enemy. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, they are your enemies. Yeah. Um, I, Yeah, I just, I can't handle, because my brother's, like, a black belt and, like, three, and my sister's also a black belt. Jesus. So if I, if I fought them, I'd be like, oh, you guys are going to hurt me, you know? Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Immediately out, out strength, out, mm-hmm. out. Out maneuver me. Yeah. Yeah. I was the type of person who just come, came in their room and, like, stole one of their Game Boy games. Yeah, and you, I was like, you had warfare of the mind. Yeah, you'll all see. Yeah. Yeah. You're like shitting under their bed. Good luck completing Pokemon Gold, <laughs> jackass. Um, my Mimi told me one time that her and her sister used to just have slap fights where they would just slap each other until one of them cried. Yeah. And then that was the game. <laughs> I was like, y'all were bored to, uh, bored to tears in the 50s, huh? Yeah. Damn. I, um, my mom used to say that uh, she... She and her sister used to duck beneath, like, the windowsill in, like, her first floor home. And uh, when people would walk by, she'd say, help me. Oh, my God. Help me. And, like, so they just, uh, people would worry because it looked, you know. That's a fun game. Yeah. Yeah. Just make your neighbors, like, completely worried about you. Make your neighbors paranoid. Yeah. I used to, like, um, I thought this was so funny. Like, I had to pick up my sister from middle school. And, like, I'd ask people if they wanted to buy any rugs. It was. It's not funny now, but like, <laughs> not funny at all. I don't get it. I know because it's drugs. But like, I was actually scared that if they like, if I asked people if they wanted to buy drugs, then they'd like never let me pick up my sister again. So you used to verbally harass middle schoolers. That's super cool. I. But I was in high school, so it was fine. <laughs> 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 this was like last year. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> all right, moving on. Yeah, going back to, um, yeah, at the 30th Worldcon in 1972, artist Scott Shaw wore a costume composed largely of peanut butter to represent his own underground comics character called The Turd. (laughs) 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 The peanut butter rubbed off doing... Doing damage to soft furnishings and other people's costumes, and they began to go rancid under the heat of the lighting. <laughs> Food, odious, and messy substances were banned as costume elements after the event. <sighs> Only men would think to cover themselves. But okay, I okay. So actually, 
I would cover myself in peanut butter as a bit, but I wouldn't sit down, you okay, know? Yeah. And also, I wouldn't be outside for long, yeah, you know? Yeah, just melting, just baking. Yeah, if I knew that there, I would be like, I'm going to give myself 30 minutes to be covering peanut butter. As and the then, bit, yeah. get the bit out of the way, and then, yeah. Yeah, and go home. Go back to your Fairfield Inn and Suites <laughs> yes. hotel room, yes. shower, go back to the convention. Max out my credit card at the Embassy, <laughs> Embassy Suites convention. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Like, it's like, um, if only a man would sit down in the fucking peanut butter. I was about to say, and only a man would come up with an original comic book character called The Turd, but you and I both would probably do that as well. You imagine, like, the Marvel comic universe. (laughs) There's just, like, Iron Man, The Turd. Iron Man, Captain America, The Hulk. Yes. The Shitbutt Turd. (laughs) (laughs) Captain Shitbutt. While aliens are wreaking havoc above ground, The Turd is just doing damage to the sewer systems. (laughs) (laughs) What's your superpower? You can just go lightning fast through the sewer system. His, like, uh, arch nemesis is the city planner. You know? It's waste management. Yes. <laughs> a plunger. Yes. Damn. Um, yeah, so Star Trek conventions began in 1969 and have featured cosplay throughout the last six decades. Six decades. I know. That's like so, so many years. 69? Damn, what a nice. good number. Yeah. Nice. All right. So in Japan, costuming at conventions was a fan activity from at least the 1970s, especially after the launch of the Comiket convention in December of 1975. Possibly the best, uh, the first costume contest held at a comic book co- book convention was at the first Academy Con held at Broadway Central Hotel in New York in August 1965. That's always, I've never understood why hotels... Well, I mean, I guess I understand, like, logistically, why hotels have conference centers attached to them. Yeah. It's like you want a bunch of people to come, have a place to meet, and then they can go back to their rooms. But, like, when you hold a convention at a hotel, what about all the other guests staying there that aren't, have nothing to do with it? I think that's hilarious. Yeah. Like, like at a Comic-Con or at fucking Fur-Con. Yeah. It's like... They're just there because they're visiting their dying grandma and they need a place to stay. And it's yeah. just like a bunch of fucking people in fur suits in the yeah. lobby. Oh, my God. I um. So I was driving back from San Diego Pride and I had this like massive like blinding headache where I couldn't drive. And we pulled over at Legoland and we went to the Legoland Hotel and I slept there for a couple hours. <gasps> so I was there like while people were trying to go to Legoland and yeah. I'm like, I'm just trying to sleep. I'm just trying to get a good night's rest, guys. Seriously, <laughs> so, can we keep it down? Yeah. So that I, I imagine that's how like other guests at like convention center hotel. <laughs> yeah. Description, yes. yes. <laughs> I've always thought that, like, oh my god, in high school, we used to go to, I used to be in mock trial, if anyone mm-hmm. knows what that is. It's like a pre law, you're given a court, a fake court case, and you have to completely act it out and argue it. Yeah. And I was always a character witness, so I didn't have to, like, actually be a lawyer. I was just the one that they asked questions to. Yeah. Anyway, like hundreds of high schoolers. This was a nationwide event. You would, it's a competition, so you would advance to, like, regionals state nationals whatever mm-hmm. um we went to state and so we were in like some major city somewhere there's like grown adults around us doing business things and we're just there like giggling about penises in the lobby <laughs> yes. being so loud yeah i always like how do how I guess if you're able and willing to spend money at these places, yeah. they can't turn you down. No, yeah. I mean, like, I think about, so we were just on tour, and, like, I think about, like, in New York, the hotel I was staying at was hosting this, like, sustainability conference mm-hmm. where, like, um, I, I went downstairs after one of the shows to, like, the hotel bar because that was the only place serving food, and I sat down, and I this guy was talking to me, and he was like, I do, like, finances for, like, all these, like, sustainable companies, like, CEO, whatever, and he's like, what do you do? And I'm like, b- podcast about turd butt. <laughs> 
you know? He's like, you, you make a lot I of... I talk about my vagina yeah. a lot online, <laughs> yes. actually. And so it's like it's like weird. And then also when we were in Florida, we were saying when there was this like real estate convention and we're just two doofuses. Yeah. You know, just completely greasy from like the drive over. Yeah. And all these people are in suits. Yeah. It's yeah. Such a, hotels are such an interesting... Um, little piece of humanity yeah so many people of different walks of life and situations just coming together to sleep yeah that's what i love about the airport yeah it's like everyone is just like stinky yeah you exist like that's crazy yeah but um backpedaling uh roy thomas the future editor-in-chief of marvel comics uh but then just transitioning from a fanzine editor to a professional comic book writer attended in a plastic man costume (laughs) so who is plastic man? plastic man he just choked himself out (laughs) swallowed a bunch of green army men plastic man what the fuck is plastic man he's a red solo cup oh he's just a um his uh he's a superhero first appearing in police comics originally published um so yeah um it doesn't say what his superpower is plastic i assume he's just super stretchy or he takes him fucking eight thousand years to disintegrate in the ground yeah plastic man he just chokes out sea life (laughs) Plastic man <laughs> power. Um, Plastic man was one of the first superheroes to incorporate humor into mainstream action storytelling. He can alter his strength by growing or adding more muscle. Color change. The only real limitation of Plastic Man's powers relates to his color, which he cannot change without intense concentration. For example, even requiring intense, fo- intense focus to simply turn, say, his nose blue. Why would you want to do that? I don't know. He has a he pops a fucking blood vessel <laughs> yes. trying to turn his nose blue. You're useless. Yes. We hate you. Come. Um. So as early as the year, um, as early as a year after the 1975 release of the Rocky Horror Picture Show, audience. Woo! I know. Yeah. I was. I feel like that's a really common one to cosplay. It is. Yeah. And it's shocking that people in Gen Z. Mm-hmm. I guess it's not shocking, but it's heartwarming to real like it has spanned. What is that? Almost five decades now? Yeah. That's really, what an important piece of media. I know. The first time I went to the, uh, the only time I've ever been to a Rocky Horror like show, when the audience started talking, I was like, guys, yeah. are we fucking serious it's here? It's part of the experience. I know. I was like about to walk out. Yeah. <laughs> guys, seriously, I've never seen it before. Yeah. Can we just? <laughs> it's a part of the show. Um, but yeah, audience members began dressing as characters from the movie and role playing. Although the initial incentive for dressing up was free admission um, and often highly accurate costumes. Do you get like a discount for Disney bounding? No. Oh, never mind. In fact, you get blacklisted. Yeah. (laughs) They add $5 (laughs) to the ticket. (laughs) (laughs) They say she has the budget. Yeah. She's clearly a fan. Mm -hmm. They charge me to get on every ride. (laughs) Yes. There's also a costume conference dedicated to costuming was first held in January 1983. However, the term cosplay was not coined until 1984 when the founder of Japanese publishing house studio uh, Hard Nobuyuki uh, Takahashi uh, attended that year's Los Angeles Science Fiction World Con. Yeah, and then it circles back to what you said, mentioned earlier. Yeah. I feel like um, dressing as characters from the movie and role-playing to get free admission. Yeah. What's a movie that you would do that for? Um, I know that they did that for some of the Harry Potter movies. Yeah, I actually did. When the last Harry Potter film came out, I wore a cape. Yeah. And, um, my, my Harry Potter glasses. Oh, cool. I'm trying to... I didn't get free admission. I just, <laughs> yes. I just did that out of my own volition. <laughs> you wore your prescription glasses. I, I wore my glasses. Harry! <laughs> Please, no pictures, <laughs> yes. guys. Seriously. I feel like also for, uh, Twilight, 
when the final Twilight came out, I oh, wore yeah. my my Team Edward uh, jacket. Yeah, I dress as Bella. I'm yeah. Just, <laughs> <laughs> I've definitely dressed up in a costume to get a free shot at a bar when they do that really? stuff. I know they definitely do like in WeHo. There's a lot of like Halloween things where like oh, if you dress up. I'm so I'm not gonna be in LA for Halloween. And I'm so sad. What? Where are you gonna be for Halloween? To Austin. Do they not do any sort of like comp? Well, that weekend is just like I'm not gonna be able to like be drunk because yeah. I have to drive a bunch of places and I'm like pissed. But yeah. I I don't know. I, LA Halloween culture is so like mm-hmm. on steroids from every other city mm-hmm. i don't know i feel like people just go so hard here because it's all rich people who don't do anything yeah. and they spend the like three months leading up to halloween planning what they're gonna be for halloween mm-hmm. i like um i definitely don't mind having like multiple costumes i think okay so i love a really i like a unique costume i but i think i get uh, this is gonna sound stupid i get annoyed when the references are too specific yes i do too like it's um I don't know. I'm the extra from like the third season of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and yeah. you can see him for like two seconds. I I know that you're probably like that makes you want to dress up as it harder. Or uh, I don't like when someone's lazy. Like I don't sure. like if you're gonna be Harry Potter. I uh, sorry. Like uh, don't wear like <laughs> I a, know if it's taken. The only thing you do is like put a scar on your forehead. Like it. I don't know why it like drives me up the Classic wall. Classic straight man costume. Yeah. It's like they can't afford for one second to not look cool. Yeah. Where it's like I still have to be fucking. Mm-hmm. Oh, like I'll just yeah. and you, they have a girl draw it on their yeah. forehead. It's like shut the fuck up. Like I, it's just annoying. I don't even. I love when like people are like so slutty. It's like oh my god. Yeah. But I prefer you that. You can't look away. <laughs> 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 Holy shit. I don't have those creases. <laughs> but like I prefer that over like a very lazy costume unless it's like funny lazy. You know what I mean? We're going to get um provide an example la- like la- laser later, but yeah, unless it's like a super funny lazy one, not like where you can tell that the person was just being lazy. Yeah. Yeah. I one time went to a, a party in, um, <laughs> well, just in college, like, girls always dress up way better yeah. than guys do. And if they do dress up, oh, my God, I went to this party one time where a, it was a couple that showed up. And they were um, when life gives you lemons. It uh-huh. was one of those where I'm like, that's not a costume. Yeah. And one of them was dressed up, they were both wearing yellow, and one of them had a piece of paper taped to their shirt that said life. No. And they just handed out lemons to people. The thing is, is there's literally a game called life. You could have gone to, like, Target and just glued the shit to your shirt, yeah, you know? Yeah, try. Yeah. Try. Um, I'm going to be Fat Elvis for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what, like in the tub? Uh, he, on the toilet. Oh, okay. No, just Fat Elvis in general. Yeah. And I was... <laughs> I'm friends with Noah Cyrus. Don't know how that happened. Mm-hmm. We were texting, and I was like, we should be Elvis for Halloween. She was like, oh, my God, I would love that. She was like, slutty, sexy Elvis. And I was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. like, you're not getting it. Yeah. I want to be Elvis. Yeah. I want to buy the black like hair, yeah. have the sideburns, glue some chest hair on. I want to be Elvis. Yeah. And she was like, uh, okay. Here's my thing. I've said this like on TikTok, and I... Okay, so if you're the funny friend, usually, I think it's upon you to dress super slutty. You yeah reverse the yeah. yeah because like every single day of your life it's you're taking like you take on the burden of being funny <laughs> so I would the cross l- that yeah. I bear so whenever I see like the funny friend dressed like super slutty I'm like 
I think that's really like fun. You I know? get that. Yeah, but I understand like also if you have like a costume in mind you want to do. Yeah. Yeah, I, I. But this is thing like in L.A. People dress up multiple, like they have multiple costumes prepared. Yeah. So if there's one party that's like, I want to be sexy, there's going to be that. Yeah. Like you can do that, but then another party is obviously you can. My thing is, I'm always, I get belligerently drunk. Yeah. If I'm sexy, a nipple's popping out, right? There's some lips out. (laughs) I just can't, because like when you're, I'm drunk. I get hot. I just want to be like, you yeah. know, have not have something skin tight. Yeah. I don't know. That's always kind of been my philosophy. Last year I was um, mm-hmm. a Taco Bell sauce packet. Yeah. And that was just an amorphous rectangle. Yeah. And I got so many compliments. Should have cut the nipples out. <laughs> the belly button. <laughs> the belly button. <laughs> the crotch. <laughs> I'm a sexy sauce packet. Your vagina's You have a bush. Got butt bush too. (laughs) I said like the other day, like a reverse landing strip where your pubes just go up the back. (laughs) Back bush. Yeah. That'll do it. There's also the competitions of cosplay. (laughs) Anyway, back to cosplay. Would you like to read about that? Yeah. So... As the popularity of cosplay has grown, many conventions have come to feature a contest surrounding cosplay that may be the main feature of the convention. Mm -hmm. Contestants present their cosplay, and often, to be judged for an award, the cosplay must be self-made, like what I was saying earlier. The contestants may choose to perform a skit, which may consist of a short performed script or dance with optional accompanying audio. Sounds like drag. Yeah. Video or images shown on a screen overhead. Other contestants may simply choose to pose as their characters. Me posing as Fat Elvis. <laughs> as a sauce packet. <laughs> <laughs> Me as Fat Elvis on the toilet acting dead. Yes. Often, contestants are briefly interviewed on stage by a master of ceremonies. The audience is given a chance to take photos of the cosplayers. Cosplayers may compete solo or in a group. Awards are presented, and these awards may vary greatly. Generally, a Best Cosplayer Award, a Best Group Award, and runner-up prizes are given. Awards may also go to the best skit and a number of cosplay skill subcategories, such as Master Tailor, Master Weapon Maker, Master Armorer, and, master, and so forth. Master Bader. Master Bader. Yeah. You get banned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Just get up on stage and jerk it. You're banned. <laughs> Never to be seen again. The most well-known cosplay contest event is the World Cosplay Summit, selecting cosplayers from 40 countries to compete in the final round in Nagoya, Japan. So I love, I wrote this down. Like, I love the idea of, like, a dog show, but for cosplay. Like, imagine, like, right after, like, the Macy's Day Parade ends on Thanksgiving. You're mm. sitting around with your family and get to watch, like, them judge, like, a who's the best Naruto. Mm. But the thing is, is, so that's what I also, like, wonder. So, yeah, there is different categories, but I was thinking that the categories would be based off, like, is there, like, sci-fi? Is there, like, fantasy? Or is it based off construction? And, like, those sort of, like, ways of, like, judging the costume. You know sure. what I mean? Yeah, not genre yeah. of cosplay. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. I guess we have to go to one. We do. Um, I would actually really love to go to one. I would love to, too. But I'm I'm not, um, I'm not going to say I'm not a fan of anime. I've just never given it a chance. Because yeah. I know I would be a diehard fan once I actually give it a chance. I just yeah. am balancing too many, like, yeah, hyperfixations well, at once. I mean, you mentioned like Sherlock. I, I assume there's like other fandoms there that are not like that are you know based in reality. I guess that you could dress as. You don't have to be anime. 
Well, no, but yeah. a lot of these are tend to lean. Are you saying anime. like you would go to the convention and be so fucking annoyed? Yeah, I'd be like, what the fuck? Again, another I, one. Yeah, I go to an anime convention. Yes. <laughs> Is there anyone normal here? <laughs> No, yeah. So there are different um, judging criteria. There's accuracy. It's the resemblance to the original character in terms of appearance, like hair color, styling, makeup, costumes, props, and stage props. There's also craftsmanship, quality, and details of the costume and props, like how well the costume is made, maneuverability. They ask you, like, bend over. Honestly. Like, lift it up, see how well it fits around your stomach, like your mom, like, buying jeans with you. Honey, does it fit? Can you grow into it? Can you sit in it? Yeah. Is it cutting into you? They feel the toes. It's like, oh, yeah, your toe's right there. Yeah. Um, but this one's like, can you fight in it? Yes. <laughs> can you win a battle in this they with throw, your foam blade? They throw stuff at you to see, like, how you can dodge it. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh. <laughs> Test your armor. Yes. This isn't fortified steel. <laughs> There's also presentation, likeliness in terms of character portrayal and performance, like acting, posture, movement, talking with iconic phrases and tones of the I feel like that one, I love the idea of all of this except that part. Yeah. Have you seen any of these compilations on TikTok? Of cosplayers? No, of this, of like judging them based on how well they say the iconic phrase. I haven't. It's kind of cringy. Yeah. I'll admit that to you right now. I understand, like, you know, they're animated. You're supposed to talk, like, in an animated way, but it just, like, sends a shiver down my spine. Yeah. But I love every other aspect. Please. Okay. Don't hit me with a foam sword. Um, there's also <laughs> facial expressions, interaction with other characters, and face faithfulness to the story. Interesting. Oh, yeah. And there's also audience impact, stage presence and connection with the audience, like eye contact, making full usage of the stage space, and then en- engaging with the audience. Find your light. Yeah. <laughs> Come downstairs a bit. Find your light. So um, cosplay and fandom. Mm. Cosplay is closely associated with popular fandoms, with some of the most active communities rooted in Japanese pop culture and internet subcultures, such as the Tuhu Project, Vocaloid, and Final Fantasy. However, many popular Western fandom cultures, including Star Wars, Star Trek, Doctor Who, you literally said that you hated Doctor Who. When did I say that? I literally had to, I do edit it on TikTok because you said you didn't like Doctor Who. No, I was that was one of those things where I was being um where I attacked inflammatory? No, when, when people making fun of the nerds? No, well yeah, yeah. but when people attack because they're also a part of that community? Oh, like me being homophobic. Exactly. Yeah. Like me being homophobic. Yes. <laughs> No, I used to watch Doctor Who in high school. Yeah, I my, loved Matt Smith. My favorite is Peter Capaldi. I think really, I, I, okay. There, here's the thing. I don't want to. I understand that you know, there's they're hot doctors, but I don't want to be attracted to the doctor. Well, you also aren't. Yeah, you but, sh- are not. Yeah, and so my favorite companion was Donna Noble, and I, okay. I really wish that they could be together for like a little bit because I feel like they would just bicker and fucking argue as they cross space, you know. And I want to see that because Donna's strong, Peter's annoying, you know. Sure, it would just be like a great dynamic. There'd be no sexual chemistry, <laughs> but I would love not to. Not a great uh, TV premise. Yeah, but, but I mean, everyone else is like everyone else is hot, and it kind of bugs me. You think David Tennant's hot? Everyone thinks David Tennant is hot. All right, and I would have to agree sometimes. Have you seen him do Hamlet? No. Dude. When I was in high school, all right, listen to this. When I was in high school, I went through my Doctor Who phase, and it was right on the end of David Tennant as the Doctor and the beginning of Matt Smith. Yeah. I was a die hard. My Tumblr was 
filled with the fucking gif of Matt Smith and the Fez yeah. from Doctor Who. Um, because I knew who David Tennant was, because I was I was also so deep into like British culture at the time. Yeah. Um, at the I time. I had seen him. Well, yeah, all right. Yeah. Still. I had seen him in other things and um, we were studying Shakespeare at the time in my English lit class in high school. And to understand it, a bunch of like people online were like, you know, you should watch it in action instead yeah. of trying to read it and be like, what the fuck is this? Like, you need to see how these lines should be delivered. I looked up David Tennant, Hamlet, and other Shakespearean stuff he's done. It is some of the best theater really? I have ever seen. Oh. Like, he is fucking incredible. Yeah. And the guy from Fleabag, Andrew. Lloyd Webber. <laughs> Garfield. What's his Andrew. name? Andrew Scott. Dude, he also played Moriarty in Sherlock. His Shakespeare, some of the best shit I've ever seen as well. Hmm. Um, or maybe it's Tennant's Macbeth. I can't remember. I remember watching it and being like, holy shit. Yeah. I, I get it. I get mm-hmm. it. This isn't just like a bullshit assignment in my class. It's like this is real theater and it's what theater can be. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, the Matt Smith thing, when you talked about Doctor Who and the Legos and all that, and I was like, oh. I did, but I was over the phase. And now Matt Smith is in House of the Dragon. Yeah. And I'm in my Matt Smith phase again. So mm-hmm. I'm probably going to rewatch Doctor Who. I saw uh, the last thing I saw him in was Last Night in Soho. I think it was. Is it good? Um, yeah, it was good. It was like it was supposed to be scary, but he was like a It's just at Soho House, you're just blackout yeah, drunk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> getting denied like entrance. <laughs> cover fee is fifty dollars. Oh fuck. Fuck I went to a bar in New York where the cover fee was twelve dollars and I was like, that's so fucking annoying. It was yeah. twelve dollars cash. I was like, why oh, not come on. just do a ten or twenty, you know? Or yeah. five. Twelve is just annoying. I don't have my twelve dollar bills on me. <laughs> Jeez. And who has Is there a bank around here? Yeah. ATM? Um, but circling back. Anyway, yeah. So uh, Star Trek, Doctor Who, Homestuck, and My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic. Mm-hmm. Ooh, ooh. If you guys haven't seen our Bronies episode. You should go watch it. Please go watch it. It's a good one. Um, all of these fandoms have incredibly large cosplay communities. There's also so many more. Mm-hmm. And we did mention Disney bounding at the beginning. Yeah. Um, but Stanley didn't include that in the research. And I think that's incredibly rude. Rude. Because you're leaving out me and my people. Okay. <laughs> We are a big part of the cosplay community. Yeah. Moving on. Cosplay can be found on numerous sites and places online. Searching for cosplay on DeviantArt. Have we talked about DeviantArt before? I think we have, yeah. <laughs> I think we did on the fanfiction episode. Searching for that on DeviantArt retrieves more than 2.4 million results as of September 2012. So I can't even imagine what it is today. Yeah. DeviantArt is an art sharing website uh, that's fucking crazy. And you guys should check it out if you haven't. It is insane. There are also many DeviantArt communities dedicated to cosplay, such as World Cosplay, Go Crazy Cosplay, Worldwide Cosplay, Community Cosplay. And there are blog spots like Let's Cosplay and Cosplay Holic. Cosplay holic. Cosplay holic. Yeah. <laughs> Olic. Imagine going to like a recovery program because you keep like cosplays taking over your life. I get that. <laughs> you show up in cosplay and they're like, what did we say? They're like, take the spiky wig off. You were getting better. <laughs> <laughs> recovery isn't linear. Yeah. Um, and Live Journal has 365 communities and 409 user blogs that list cosplay as an interest. And Tumblr. Don't even get me started. Mm-hmm. Has an active cosplay tag and a variety of blogs. Um, and Stanley included a picture here that is just nothing, actually. So thank you so much for doing the research, Stanley. We love you so much. 
There are also on Tumblr, uh, many players maintain ask blogs for characters that enjoy cosplaying as a form of role play. When asked a question, the blogger will either respond with photos or GIFs. While there's no definitive list of these blogs, many of them utilize the Tumblr tags cosplay ask blog. Ask cosplay blog and ask cosplay to gain readership. Wait, so am I understanding this correctly? You ask this person and they're supposed to respond as the character or they just respond with a gift? Like a gif, sorry. Oh, it sounds like either. Okay. I thought at first this was going to be like, enjoy cosplaying as a form of, oh yeah, it's a form of role play. So yeah, they're responding as the character. Oh, I like that. I thought this was going to be like, they respond with tips on how to... You know, like when you're sewing a costume, yeah. When you're styling a wig, yeah. Keep this in mind. But it sounds like this is literally just. I would. <laughs> all right. I would do this with the Mandalorian, dude. I would fucking love this. I imagine like if there was like therapists like who dressed up in like a certain character and mm. they responded. I feel like that would help like so many people. I don't know. I feel like a lot of people like age regress or like dress up like to escape. Mm. And I feel like oh, there's nothing there's nothing inherently mentally wrong with you if you cosplay. I'm saying like it would be cool to like be able to talk to a therapist who is like your chosen character. Sure. Because you respect them already. You know what I mean? You just do a voice modulator to make them sound like yeah. someone from My Little Pony. Yeah. Like I asked Naruto about like BPD. Right. Yeah. He's like, it's okay. He's like, Rockley would never stand for this. <laughs> and I'm like, why do you care about ro- what Rockley thinks? Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I get that. Okay. I think, um, there's a big, TikTok has like, this was one of the main reasons why I downloaded TikTok was because I was on Snapchat and I kept seeing these ads with these cosplayers in it mm-hmm. with one of those audios that I don't know what it's from, but it's like really animated and it just was weird. Yeah. I will go as far as to say it was weird at the time. And that's saying a lot because I came from Tumblr. Yeah. And I was like, what is this? And so I downloaded it out of curiosity and then here we are today. Okay. So that it was one of the pulls of why I downloaded TikTok. Mm-hmm. So the, this community is so integral to, I mean, when you love something. Yeah. And you go online to express your love for that and find a community of people who also love that thing. Yeah. It's actually a really cute human thing. Mm-hmm. But fuck me. If you don't get it, it is. Yeah. It's absurd. I'm actually... I'm actually kind of annoyed if you don't get it because like if you like Halloween a lot or if you like decorating for holidays, Mm -hmm. if you like being patriotic on the 4th of July, if you like getting dressed up for like a wedding, you understand that these are things that bring you joy and like they're the socially acceptable like reasons to dress up. Yeah. Like these are just people who have like an occasion that they'd like to dress up for as well and it happens to be based around some sort of series. And also to add on to that like having an audience on TikTok that actively looks forward to the next time you're gonna cosplay. Yeah. Wild. Creating a whole career and we have a list of people that we'll briefly go through Mm -hmm. um, but just people that like they make money doing this. It's their job. Yeah. What a crazy life. Oh yeah. Also sports fans. If you wear like jerseys yeah. and paint your face, yeah. you fucking love cosplay. You're wearing another man's name on your back? Yeah. You love men. Yeah. Gay. <laughs> Gay. Oh my gosh. I um my sister, I went to like her house in DC. She had the same um like r- rug as me that I bought and I was just like pointing at I was like, Gay! Gay! And her girlfriend who barely knows me is like, oh jeez. Oh god. It sounds like your sister and her partner don't have like a good sense of humor. I think that they're nice people. Hannah, if you're listening, I doubt she is. But her girlfriend <laughs> literally said to me, I just don't get humor. And I was like, right. I, I would right. understand certain type of humor, but just humor in general. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I, 
So, but yes, you nice person. It's just like, yeah. I like your vagina rug, though. Yeah, it's like, I. It's, it looks like a pussy, right? Oh, yeah, I guess it does. Oh, <laughs> no! <laughs> but not, not even a chuckle? A I, chortle? I got some chuckles out of them. Okay. Um, yeah. They're just a very calm granola couple um, yeah. who have like grown up jobs. Like my sister's an engineer, her sister's a th- like her sister, her girlfriend's a therapist. So like hey, they're like tough crowd. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so metal and mental illness. Yeah, what about it? Yeah, look at these guys. <laughs> yeah, there are um, unfortunately some controversies when it comes to uh, cosplay. Yeah, and I kind of wanna. We would not be doing this topic justice if we didn't briefly touch on this. Yeah. So. Since as early as 2006, there has been a debate over racism, ableism, and accurate portrayal of canon characters in cosplay subculture, with some people criticizing cosplayers with non-canonical ethnic backgrounds as inaccurate impersonators of the original characters. While most of the criticisms often reflect on the cosplayer's ethnic background, this can include judging a costume based on the person's weight or body shape, as well as other physical attributes and disabilities. And this is, you know... How do you, when you're judging people for how well they look like the original character, inherently that's going to be discriminatory. Yeah. So one of the earliest mentions of criticism based on a person's race appeared on the cosplay.com message boards on October 7th, 2006, when a user noted that someone on a live journal community insinuated that she only stick to race appropriate cosplays, which to Mm. each, I mean, you know, we don't have to dive into this, Yeah. but I would agree. I think, like, I mean, you can dress up as literally any character. I assume when you paint your skin to be a different color. Yeah, that's going to be a bit of a different situation. That's, that's different, but I mean, like, if the character is an alien and it's got, like, you're literally sewing extra arms to you, I can't imagine anyone coming up to you and being like, hey, so that person was originally white. That person, <laughs> the person originally is from, like, fucking Mars and has, like, eight legs. Right. But, I mean... Uh, and I assume it's also perfectly normal to like paint your body like green or blue. But like when it, I, the where it's bad, I would only say is like when you're painting your body to be like the color of someone, like who's an actual skin tone. Yeah. No, and this is like, you know, it's such an interesting, weird, sensitive conversation because this is, you know, like, oh, you just love that character and maybe mm-hmm. it's coming from a place of innocence and naivete Mm -hmm. but the world doesn't work like that you know like if you're white and you're dressing up as someone from another ethnic background you're gonna get called out and you should so to the point where you're altering you know yeah the color of your skin or your facial features or things like that where i just and i see it on tiktok and it makes me crawl out of my skin really and all the comments are just like what the fuck are you doing Mm -hmm. like you're human you are embarrassing yourself yeah so I felt the need to kind of point that out because it does happen. As any topic we talk about on this podcast, of course, there's got to be people that ruin it for the rest of them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I had to throw that out there. So we want to go through a few popular cosplayers. Mm-hmm. So for everyone listening, we will be um, watching some videos. So if you want to switch to YouTube, if you don't want to switch to YouTube, then that's on you. But we cosplay is uh, visual. If you're having a hard time like wrapping your mind around what we're saying, um, we're gonna be like reacting to some YouTube videos of like popular cosplayers. Yeah. And if you're driving, I'm so sorry. Pull out the the car laptop. If you're driving, please look at your phone <laughs> Just right now. Hold it up right in front of your face. <laughs> Tell the police that it was really important. Mm-hmm. And then show the police. So, so we're d- this is a TikTok cosplay compilation Mm -hmm. there are so many of these 
And I couldn't even tell you what some of these characters are. Mm-hmm. But they're fucking cool looking, dude. Mm-hmm. And I've muted it because YouTube loves to censor the music and demonetize us. So yeah. that's really, really cool. I know. So if we put this on YouTube with copyrighted <clears throat> music, we're going to get copyright claimed. Yeah. But there's like, I actually couldn't even describe who this character is. And but I- they're hot. So it's a character. Let me think. Okay, if you can figure out who this is with just your ears, they're wearing a tan jacket, a turquoise necklace with a white shirt beneath a black vest. They have a wrap around their neck, and then they've got like hair that kind of crosses in front of their face over their nose. Yeah, cool uh, anime hair. Mm-hmm. Not sure who they are though. They are hot. How do they get their features to be so sharp? It's just so cool, actually, to see people push the boundaries of what, you know, like an app like TikTok can do, Mm -hmm. where the editing and the lighting and the backgrounds and the even like putting in other colored contact lenses and just it's cool. It is a piece of art. Yeah. When you really and that's what we encourage a lot of y'all to view this stuff as where it can be seen as cringy and weird if you don't understand it. This is just people expressing themselves, and it's art the way that, you know, anything is. I think drag is art. It Mm -hmm. it is walking, living, breathing art, and I think this is as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And just because you don't understand the origin of the content, you know, hoping this educates. Yeah. (laughs) Because if anything, we are educators. Yeah. I would just think it's, like, I... Like, I don't even say, like, it's cringy. The thing is, is they've carved out their own space on the internet. So to go into their space and make fun of them... Right. ...is, like, you're the weirdo. Exactly. You know what? Yeah. And you're so, the outsider. Yeah. And so, like, it's unnatural movements, but it's meant to be animated. So being, like, obtuse and being, like, I wouldn't act like this. No shit, you wouldn't act like this. You're not a cartoon. Yeah, and they don't act like this in real life either. Like, yeah. this is purely for the internet. And if they do, hey, I'm just not going to hang around you. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In a coffee shop, acting like an anime character. Yeah, I'm gonna sit on the other side. Yeah, of the restaurant. But you that's know? just equally as repelling as like two teenagers making out. It's yeah. not anything personal. It's just like I don't like being around that. I mean, that's that's so involved. Okay, so there's I don't know if you can uh, you know it's too fast for me to describe it. I mean, it's just like the amount of time and effort that goes into a lot of these is insane. That's insane. Yeah, that probably costs. $300 put together. They probably like hours like to make. What I do like is uh, I always wanted to try those like chess, fake chess, like man chess. So I can like oh. walk around with, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know like how drag queens have like fake boobs? Yeah. I want like fake pecs just like to see what it's like to walk around like that. Just a flat chest? Yeah, just a flat chest. Well, I mean, I got a flat chest, but I mean like a man flat chest. I would love to try that. I don't that. know what that means. You know, like it's like fake pecs. It's like a plastic. Oh, the, like fake male torso with yeah. the abs and all that yeah oh i would love to try that i would just look really bulky because <laughs> i've got big old yonkers yeah just smushed <laughs> against my net yes. and then just uh, <laughs> i if i could be a man for a day mm-hmm. i would do it what would you do i would sit on public transport with my legs spread open oh yeah i'd yeah, scratch yeah. my balls yeah isn't it crazy, like, if you were a man for a day, you'd probably just, like, I don't know, I'd walk around at night, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'd walk around at night. I'd get gas at night. Yeah, I'd put headphones in as I'm, like, you know, riding the bus. Yeah. I would just do cool, like, things like that. I'd probably jack off a little bit, too. Yeah, I would jerk it. I just want to see what it's like. I'd also like to watch someone suck my dick. I don't think I would. I would just feel guilty. 
Really? You don't have to. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I mean, I just, I, uh, I but I don't want to overestimate. I feel like as a man, I would look like just like a toe. Like, I, <laughs> my, my face is so round. I can't imagine me with facial hair. It would just be bad. It'd be like Jason Earl's like age regress, like 40 years. But Jason Earl's was cute. Was cute. Oh, yeah, I look like the thumb guy from Spy Kids. Yeah. You, would you suck the dick of the thumb guy from Spy Kids? <laughs> do, you think, do you think that they have thumb dicks? Almost assuredly. Yeah. There's just one little hole for piss. <laughs> yes. You think they poop out little thumbs? <laughs> yes. <laughs> little, little, little toenail clippings? <laughs> That'd be so cute. Little detached phalanges. Yeah. Damn. This uh, changed my life. The thumb guys from... This used to scare the fuck out of me. You should dress up as them for Halloween, but sexy. <laughs> <laughs> my tits are out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know who scared the shit out of me? Go to that green picture. So you know like in Spy Kids when they like stretched out those people's faces? That scared me. There's like this guy who's like a... I guess like a bad guy. He scared the fuck out of me. Yeah, the guy from the Goonies scared me. Courage the Cowardly Dog scared the shit yeah. out of me. Yeah, Goonies. <laughs> this guy? Oh, yeah, yeah. We've talked about him before. Mm-hmm. He's His scary. name is Sloth. Sloth? Was he slow? I don't know. I saw this movie once and I said, never again. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. Well, that about sums it up. Mm-hmm. Cosplaying is fun and good and I really want to try it. Wait, who would you cosplay as? I would love to do a Jack Sparrow cosplay. Okay, yeah. I feel like I could do a good with the Jack Sparrow running. Yeah. When he's down the bridge and just the where is all the rum gum. Do you I, ever like I'm very adjacent to that already. Yeah. Drunk and bad at running. Yeah. Well I mean like <laughs> too much black eyeliner. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but do you think I I feel like um do you think there would be a lot of Jack Sparrows at like a cosplay? Oh, I, I, yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I would either do that or Fat Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> no one's doing Fat Elvis. Yeah. Oh, God. I'm trying to think about who I would cosplay as. Fuck. Who do I love? Who do I love? Who do I love? Um. I would want to cosplay as uh, James Corden in the movie Cats. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Wait. I want to see, like, who You I should I'm... be Judy Dench from Cats. Wait. Popular 2000s cartoons. Because I know it's going to be one of those and I just can't remember the name. Cat dog. Cat dog. <laughs> yes. Um, ooh. Uh, you and I should be cat dog. We should connect to that S. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's I've like a human centipede situation, except we throw up. Except art and Nickelodeon. Mm, let me see. I want to be one of the totally spies. Oh, slay. That'd be so cute, but I feel like I'd have to have like a couple friends do it with me. That would be a cute group Halloween costume. I know, That's with the tits so cut out. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Nipples, puss, and belly buttons cut out. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you so much for listening, watching, enjoying, mm-hmm. slurping, drinking <laughs> our content up. Mm-hmm. Love y'all very much. Please check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Zillow, Yelp, Cash App, Zell. Citizen. Citizen. We're actively, uh, yeah. <laughs> Armed naked woman. Yes, recording podcasts. Yes, yeah. <laughs> filming, violating community guidelines. Yes. We uh, love you guys very much, and we'll catch you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, 
it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.